live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Here's the 3-2. Got him! Look it! And the inning is over! <laughs> Look at the Sandman! He is fired up! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Little blooper towards second, and a reaching, diving catch made by wow. Diego. Wow. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Wait, he oh. blasts one to left, hits deep, track, whoa, go! Swung on and driven to left and deep, and it is gone! It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon! What a comeback! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Smooth. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Wednesday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Are you ready for another little-known Star Wars fact today, TJ? Is your kid wearing a Star Wars costume to school or anything today, TJ? No, no. No, just normal. Just normal clothes, yeah. Did you know that Yoda's original name was Buffy? Buffy? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not true. It says making um, up Star Wars facts. Most Star Wars fanatics already know that Yoda's full name in the original script was Minch Yoda before being shortened to Yoda. But here's a fun fact. In a very, very early writing stages of The Empire Strikes Back, Yoda's original name was Buffy. They obviously scrapped it and went with Yoda, but... Apparently, you can find some early scripts hmm. where Yoda was referred to as Buffy. See, I love the movies. I collected the the action figures as a kid, and all kinds of uh, you know Star Wars merchandise. Well, I'm not. I'm not read into the deep history of stuff, nerd. Like that's some why I'm here are. for you. Yeah, that's why you're here. Okay, I'm about to post this poll, and then we're going to talk some football. But before we do, I want your prediction on how this is going to go, okay? Uh, here's the here's how it's worded. Uh, radio poll, best burger, question mark, parentheses, write-in votes accepted. All right. <laughs> In alphabetical order, Brahms, five guys, in and out, what a burger. What What is your predicted result? I think it'll be real close between Brahms and Whataburger for one. I'm going to say in and out finishes third to whichever one of those finishes first and second. I'm going to say Brahms. in and out have a... I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I think does, Brahms edges it barely, but go ahead. Does in and out have a California connotation that will hold it back in the current political climate of the state of mm. Oklahoma? I don't think Is so. It, Lincoln Riley related right now? Is it to, to pulling on some? 
I don't think so because I think there are a lot of people that probably have started eating it while uh, as it's opened in the DFW area <laughs> that don't know it originated in California and Arizona and those places. So I don't think that'll hold it back. I just think the burger itself will hold it back. Oh, wow. Ouch. Zing. It's a good burger. I say I love him in and out I'm just putting it on the scale of those others. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. We'll so. see how it goes. The poll is alive. We'll see how it goes. The poll is alive. We'll do it live. All right, uh, question for you, TJ. Uh, let's get deep, okay? I haven't slept much. Probably dangerous thing to do, but let's get deep. Uh, by the way, Sooners losing baseball last night 10-1 to to Dallas Baptist. We still have never won there since I've been calling games. 2010, TJ. Last time, 0-6 since then at DBU. Quit going there. Love the campus. Love the stadium. Uh, love... Love the crowd. I mean, it, I probably shouldn't go down this road, but 1,600 people there last night, TJ. Packed house to watch DBU hey, baseball. Hey, was it Bark the Park, or was there a dog near your crowd, Mike? No. Was that a, was that a human that sounded like a dog at times during the game? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. I did not see any dogs. I almost texted you Bark to ask park. if a dog was sitting next to your crowd mike did that song they played when they scored runs drive you crazy at all uh yeah i heard you mention it and, and then it stood out to me so yeah because they scored a lot of runs the whole crowd jumps up and down and pumps their fists <laughs> in the air and everything it's like you're at a rave a, a baptist rave uh here's the deep question today tj okay is college football in trouble Think about this. Maybe maybe we're overreacting to this NIL thing. Maybe it's just the latest in a long line of changes that have been made throughout the course of this sport we love's history. Certainly willing to listen to that. Or is this different? Or is the sport in trouble of perhaps falling out of favor with fans or perhaps just destroying itself? Or no? Maybe everyone. That's maybe a I deep just, question. Maybe, maybe calm down. It's going to be okay. We're going to regulate this thing, and hell's going to be uh, capitalism will win out, and it'll all be okay. Maybe that's the right answer. So I, let I me, think it depends you on your that, okay. Okay. I was listening to the Dan Patrick show on the drive home. Yeah. Dan's alarmed, and he was sharing, you know, some details of of. Uh, players out there in the transfer portal and how much they were demanding to go to your school, whether it's quarterbacks or wide receivers or uh, all of these collectives that are being put together. And uh, he's concerned about all this. And one of his guys, what are they called? The Danettes. Mm -hmm. One of his guys says, I haven't heard you say a thing yet that concerns me. This is what I've been hoping for for years. This is tremendous for the sport. So and, and I get I his side of it. Some people out there that feel that way. Even negative talk or chaotic talk or talks of contracts or car deals, it's good for the sport. It keeps stories in the news cycle. I, I get all that. I think it's going to depend on your age, how you answer this. For me, college football was always special because there was a charm to it because of the amateur side. And I knew the amateur side was still dirty behind the scenes. I I know there's bags of cash. I know there's 
ways of getting guys apartments or cars and you know houses in some cases I, but for me that the the amateur side of it is what was charming I don't need NFL light it's why I don't need XFL it's why I don't need the you know, whatever, the USFL and the two other leagues that have come along, the Fun Football League or whatever it is that Manziel's in. I don't, I've got the NFL. I, I don't need another lower-level, paid... Minor league system. Minor league system. And to me, that's what college is about to become, and that's going to lose some of the charm for me. I'm not... I would never quit watching it, I don't think. And I'll still... You know, be invested and care about what happens in the season, but it won't be as special to me. But for people younger than me, and especially my kids' age, who's about to really hit into their, you know, teenage years and really watching and taking in sports and starting to love sports in the way that you and I did, it's going to be the norm for them. So I think, yes, we'll be grumpy old man on the porch saying, ah, it's not like it used to be. But then there will be that age group and the younger generation that says, boy, this is great. All the drama. What if they get this five-star and they've got this deal put together for him? They've got to come up with another 50000 for this kid. People love that. I mean, it's it's this morning. They, they spent 30 minutes on my drive here and, and before we went on the air talking Hugh Jackson and the Cleveland Browns situation. I'm like, how are you spending 30 minutes on this? But um, people do love it, and it's going to stir more talk in angles that you and I may not like, but there are a lot of people out there that are going to want to consume it. So I don't think it's in trouble. It's just not ever going to be okay. what we once had. Good answer by you, and I think from a sports radio and fan interest perspective i can see that angle where now you're adding an entire new layer of interest in kind of an off-season free agency if you will right to college football so in addition to the fun of the season and the fun of recruiting now you've got a whole nother season of free agency if you will and that's going to be interesting and fun to talk about and listen to and follow the pursuit of But there is the reality to it, too, of whether or not this is going to work. Like, we are and I'm concerned about that side of it. Entirely so. new product, right? It is no longer college football. It is professional football that represents a university. Yeah, that's, and, the way, that's the way to put it. That's exactly what it, Yeah, that's good. OU has its own professional football team. Mm -hmm. And the structure of an athletic department and how everything works is going to have to change. Uh, and maybe that's fine. Maybe we figure it out. We restructure the NCAA and we football branches off and it gets some sort of a commissioner and like the NFL, and it sets up some boundaries and rules, and so everybody's, you know, it's not the Wild West, and we've got some NIL parameters, and this all calms down, and we look back and go, remember the early days of the NIL, how crazy that was before we figured out how it's supposed to work? And we go forward, and it's fine, and maybe it's better. I'm willing to consider that possibility. But 
That's not the world we've been living in the last five to six years. It has pretty much just been universal. I'm going to do whatever I want. There are no rules. There is no leadership. Um, you say I won, but I lost, but I really won. I'm going to do whatever I want. I mean, that's the world we're living in right now. It's just kind of chaos across the board. And there being some sort of a controlled agreement that is reached, I'm pretty pessimistic on that right now. And I also think that the dangerous side of this is we're going to take down athletic departments. All of the funding, or a large amount of it, that was going to help athletic departments survive. Remember, there was only like five or six of them that were in the black. Most of them are in the red. All of this funding is now going to be funneled toward collectives to help buy football players. And who gets impacted by that? Uh, every other program on campus not named football who now has no funding yeah, or way less funding. Uh, we had something special in America in college sports that is unmatched around the world. Now, I think in England, like they have rowing matches against each other. You know, Oxford's got a rowing team that goes out or fencing or something, but nothing like this, nothing like we've created for however long it's been now, the past 120 years or whatever, where we have all these different sports that go up against each other and you can go be a college athlete at wherever and and uh it's tremendous and this is the end of that i think i mean i i think unfortunately if you are a gymnast or a softball player or a rower or a track and field athlete maybe even baseball i don't know how high it'll go that we could be on the edge of the end days of that being collegiate sports and just becoming kind of a club situation going forward. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm scared that could be the fact. I hope you're wrong. And I do think you've said it for a while, and I completely agree with you, and you, you just said it and all that that you were just putting out there, that I think the NIL stuff does calm down, and I think that calms down when you start having bus. And what I mean by that is, you're so panicked to get these certain four- and five-star kids in. You give them these big deals, and they don't pan out. And you realize, man, we gave that kid 2.5, or we gave that kid uh, a million and a car, and things just not pan out for some of them. Or they do stupid things once they get on campus because they are 18 and 19, and they go allegedly uh, rob a, a weed dealer, and that has nothing to do with the amount of money. They just... They're knuckleheads, and you had given that kid, you know, a three million dollar NIL deal. I think when you start having busts like that, or say and, I've got three million dollars, I don't want to listen to or, my coach, or, or I'm not listening, or yeah, yeah that, no, that, that there's a lot of that that's going to go on. That I think people are going to pull back and say, man, we, we got to control what we're putting out there, or, or or the system corrects itself. The system corrects itself because there's going to be advertisers out there or, or companies that say. Man, we threw three million at this kid. It didn't work out. We threw four million at this kid. It didn't work out. We got to pull back. We still want to be involved, but maybe let's look at a hundred thousand, fifty thousand. Love it. Yeah, what I think that all that happens. for though is for common sense to prevail. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm just right. going to give you a second to think about what has happened in the world the last 
decade and <laughs> you're right never ask mind if you want to reconsider shut all that down you're right ah college football's dead you're right i don't think it's i'm not saying it's dead i think college football is so popular and the sport of football is so popular it will find a way to survive it may look different and gross it's it's going to be it gross. might kill everything else or a lot of other things in its wake because an athletic department that had a, let's say, just to round it off, let's say a $100 million budget, now a lot of those donor dollars are going to go to these collectives instead of an athletic department, which was helping prop up all of these other sports that are not profitable. And that the, all the underpinnings are going to go away. And that athletic department now is operating on a $40, 50000000 million budget or whatever. Yeah. And they and they got to, you know, you got to keep stadiums up to date. You got to keep lights on. You've got all these medical bills, all this stuff that goes into supporting football and basketball. And that's it. That's it. That's all you can afford to do anymore. And that's my biggest concern is that there are thousands and th- tens of thousands of athletes out there in other sports than football and basketball who are not going to get the collegiate experience going forward because of our greed. Could be wrong. Hope I'm wrong. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. T-Row in the Morning Show, Toby and TJ back with you on The Ref. If you missed uh, hour one, if you missed any of the hours, if you just want to listen to our sexy voices again, every show is podcast. You can uh, go to kref.com. It's right there under the podcast tab. Sweet. And uh, So if you don't catch it six to nine, you could still listen later on. And I would suggest, even if you did catch it six to nine, going and downloading it and re-listening to it because... It, you may catch something different that you didn't... Uh, There's a lot of nuance yes, in what we say that right. maybe you missed the first time around. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. Same service you'd get with any other realtor, just do it for a lot less. That's Terry and Jackie Saxon, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Uh, a few texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'll let you get to the phones. Uh, agree with everything you have said this AM about NIL killing the nonprofit sports. However, Title IX isn't going to allow only football and basketball to be supported. Thoughts on that? Hmm. But is it governed the, in the same way if they break apart and become their own business? Yeah, basically? that's the interesting thing. Is yeah. if football breaks apart? Then and and kind of somehow is its own separate entity. Then does you know where does that leave soccer, women's soccer, women's volleyball, softball, all the all the you know women's basketball and men's basketball? Or I don't know. It's a it's a legitimate question. I don't know the answer to, but a legitimate question. Uh, this one's kind of a long one here, but I'll read it. Uh, my my thing is. I like it when kids wanted to come to your school for the tradition. Now kids are going to be coming to your school because of who's offering the most money. Then once you pay these players to come to your school, did another school uh, come along the next year and say, hey, you're in the uh, transfer portal, I'll pay you as much as this, and then the kid enters the portal and leaves. 
So I believe it's going to be harder to coach your team because you don't know who you're going to have coming in for the next year and who's going to leave. Now we have to come up with rules where kids can come to your school. They have to stay and they can't go into the protocol if they're uh, portal if they're uh, signing for millions. He goes on and on, but you get the idea of what he said. That's Mr. Yep. OU says love you guys, but yeah, no, I I I, uh, I hear what you're saying, and I think what we've seen with this Jordan Addison thing is a good glimpse into the future. All right, so you go to wherever you go for whatever reason you go. Maybe dad played there. Maybe you like the campus. Uh, maybe you got a good NIL deal, whatever the case is. Then you go have a big year. Then you open it up for free agency, right? All right, year's exactly over. What I had a good is, yeah. year. Who wants me next year? Uh, who can pay me top dollar? I'll come to your school next year. So that's another potential scary arm of this, unless we set some sort of regulation down, which is a word that scares a lot of people. Uh, how about we go to a phone call let's here go. real fast before let's get Sean in here. Sean, good morning. Well, good morning, sir. Hi, Sean. Uh, you have been spot on, not today. You've been spot on about this issue since it came up, and we've talked about this, and you've touched on, uh, fundamentally, I get a kick out of these people now who all of a sudden, and this is not the NCAA's fault. This is the fault of fans and the media who cover the sport wanting bumper sticker solutions to complex issues. And they wanted, I guess, to pretend like these kids liked them because they screamed from their televisions and their Twitter sphere and all this, pay them, pay them, because I guess they thought it would never happen and they would somehow look better than the person sitting there like you and I to a degree that have gone, they are getting paid. And I think fundamentally, and you've touched on this, where they went wrong, not them, but schools, they chose to focus on the education element, and I applaud them for that, when they should have been highlighting the hundreds of thousands of dollars these players are already getting beyond getting a check. And, we, and you know, we've delved into that. All that I mean, these are some of the most pampered people on the planet, athletes in general in American modern society. So, you know, but we wanted to act like collegiate athletes were victims than getting used and they weren't. And so now we've come to this spot. What I like about what the Ohio State guy said, it was Ohio State, right? Was it? The, yes. The, okay. Yes, Gene Smith. What I like about what he said is he's bringing all the division, and I'm going to keep using the normal terminology, Division One teams into the fold. We've really been under that a long time. We just haven't admitted it. College football's been separate for a long time. But he's bringing them all. I can get behind that, re-upping the CFA, the College Football Alliance. I cannot get behind what I hear people saying, and this probably would drive me away. We need just the Power Five, and we'll have NFL 2.0. If I want to watch the NFL, I've got plenty of opportunity to do that. I like the college game. I like the NFL game. I like the college game because of its uniqueness. The college game, and we can talk about a playoff or all that, the college game will crown 40 champions a year, whereas the NFL crowns one. And I don't understand the You're desire. You're talking about the bowl system. Right. Everybody, and, and you can sell a program on that. You can have a successful coaching career on that. You can sell but it to your booster. Let me, let me stop you right there. I love what you're saying, and I wholeheartedly agree. 
But if players continue in the direction of refusing to play in the bowl games, what are they worth anymore? Now, you bring up that's an excellent point. They're still worth that Sugar Bowl win over Florida. Is that not worth anything? We still talk about it in value. No, it it still is. I'm just saying, if if we continue to go in this direction, are are we even going to be able to field teams? Oh well, that's an excellent point, we, and that's where we had some teams. Did Texas A and M was it? We have one or two teams that pulled out of the bowl used, games last yeah, year. Yeah, they used they, COVID as yeah, an excuse. Though. As an excuse, yes, correct. Okay. I no, I agree with you on that. I and and that's another offshoot. And I, I I'm all for a CFA where you have all the Division One schools. I mean, but you, but at the fundamentally, at the end of the day, it's what the NCAs run into, and this is the other thing nobody wants to acknowledge. I think technically your scholarship or your NLI could become a binding contract with the entity that is college football. But if, but I don't know. But if that's not the case, the only way out of this is to allow collegiate athletes to unionize and all that entails. So you have somebody to reach an agreement with. You cannot just impose rules without having two parties agree to them. That's the problem we don't talk about either, and that's why the NCAA is wanting to shed itself of it, because they can't win in court. They've just been applying rules and getting sued and losing. So you have to have two parties come to an agreement, but I think a CFA is the right step if it includes all the Division I schools. But I give you credit. You and I have talked about this a long time. How we got to the point where we quit emphasizing what they do get out of it is what got us here. And they get a lot, especially uh, in comparison to the average collegiate student. But Thank you, I, but I, I, but I, real too, I think you're right dead on, too. You are spot on with where's the funding going to come that used to just be donations. And you're right. So anyway, hey, great show, man. And by the way, I'll be voting for Whataburger in the poll. Thank you, sir. See, Drake, if you could please go back and just all the different times Sean said I was spot on and, and right in that call, just edit them together into a promo. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that rarely happens with Sean with you. <laughs> that felt pretty I'm not going to lie. That call felt pretty good, TJ. Felt pretty good. I don't know exactly what I was right about, but I was right about something in Sean's eyes. So. Um, and maybe we're overreacted, Teach. Maybe we're just old men who are scared of change. That's Is that what, possible? That's what the young kids would tell us. We're just we're just scared of change. We're just old people screaming at clouds. Yeah, that's that's what they would tell us. Dadgum clouds! You see what the clouds are doing today? I know they're, they're all over the place. Dadgum clouds. Well, I hope they're right. I hope that this is the market correcting itself, as they would say. And sometimes that's painful, and the adjustments are awkward. Uh, here's what I think's going to happen since I've been right all along. It, it would be, if you ended up unionizing and signing contracts and all that kind of stuff that's going to happen on down the line, perhaps, I think you're going to get 10 years from now or whatever, and college athletes are going to go, we screwed this up. <laughs> We've got to pay for all our own crap now? Are you telling me this used to all be free? I gotta do I gotta deal with all my I'm 18 years old. I gotta deal with all my own finances and all this kind of stuff. I'm not talking about the guys that are getting millions of dollars and are hiring, you know, 
CPAs to take care of, money managers and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the offensive linemen or the you know all the all everybody else, not the top ten percent or top five percent. All this stuff that was easy and universally taken care of in one nice tidy package. Now I got to do in a thousand different steps on my own, and I'm end up losing That's, money. I like in the that. Long run. I like that. Here's your fifty thousand dollar check. This yeah, is what luck. you get. Uh, you mount, now must cover your education, your food, your housing, your clothing. We'll give you a discount on the clothing, kind of like an Abercrombie and Fitch. If you work here, you get a 10% discount on your uh, dry fit shirts. Here are different airlines you can use to get to the game. Um, we would like you to be there the day before the game if possible. Southwest Airlines has direct <laughs> flights to restaurants around uh, the team hotel that you could walk to if you do not have an Uber that can take you to eat uh, to the game. Here's our uniform costs, TJ. Uh, by the way, we've got new alternates this year, so we're going to add an extra $100,000 in uniform costs. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna, how it's going to We'll be back. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, couple things. First off, TJ, it is a big day. Not only is it a big day for all of you Star Wars people out there, May the 4th, it is also, TJ, Lumber Lady's birthday today. Happy birthday to a Hall of Famer. Am I right about that? Or is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Cinco de Mayo. Sorry, I was answering the phone, but yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Oh, never mind. But you're early. Happy early birthday. Everybody call Lumber Lady and wish her birthday tomorrow. My bad. I botched that. It's tomorrow. Oh, way to go. If you would have got some sleep last night, this wouldn't have happened. My days are all mixed up. Totally mine. I wear that one. All right, let's update you early on our hamburger poll we've got going on out there today. Uh, let's see here, TJ. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You ready? Getting a lot of write-in votes, by the way, as one would assume. But of the four contenders today, best burger, the leader with 455 votes in is Whataburger at 43%. Brahms, 26%. Five guys, 19%. In and out, 12%. Very early on in the voting, only about a half hour in. But Whataburger in early lead, TJ. What say you? I'm um, not surprised that it's winning, surprised by it's winning by as much as it is. What I love is all the comments. Like, we put out this poll knowing that these are kind of fast food chain type restaurants. And I love yeah. when we get like the small town burger shack that, yes, trust me, grandma that lives, uh, that has her little spot on Main Street in a downtown somewhere, Nick's her burger's grill. much better. We get uh, that. That's not, yeah. that's not what we were going for here. Well, so-and-so's and priors so much better than those. Well, yeah, it probably is. I, I'll give you that. That's not- Yeah, we got ride-in votes for Culver's, Freddy's, Boomerang Diner, several for Nick's Grill, which Nick's Grill in Oklahoma City is off the charts, by I've the way. I've never had it in my life. Uh, well, it's way too far north for you to possibly be expected. <laughs> Allen's in Athens, uh, Tucker's, Sooner Dairy Lunch. Um, so we got a lot of write-in votes for, uh, other, the garage obviously has had some, but of our four contenders early lead for Whataburger, we will keep you updated. 
Okay, TJ, I've been dropping some knowledge on you because I am obviously much more familiar with the Star Wars franchise than you are. So I've been dropping some did Please. you know facts on you today, little known facts about Star Wars. So far, I'm two for two in things you did not know about the movie. Are you ready for another one? I'm ready. Did you know Yoda, a.k.a. Buffy, was originally intended to be played by a monkey. Before Yoda was created with animatronics and puppetry by Frank Oz, the plan was to hire an actual actor, a simian actor, a monkey. According to the making of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, they plan to dress up a real monkey in a Yoda costume and mask. There are photos of them actually training the monkey to appear in the movie. Um, but they ended up going with uh, Frank Oz's uh, invention instead. Did you know that? I did know that because they were in uh, negotiations with Marcel's uh, father. Marcel would end up going on to uh, Friends fame. Yeah. Um, and uh, the negotiations went nasty, though so they they ended up going animatronics. So I knew about the the negotiations and the. Demands of bananas and different things on the set just couldn't be worked out between Marcel's father and George well, Lucas. You're kind of you're kind of accurate. It says a, a crew member who had worked on the movie 2001: A Space Audience uh, Odyssey pointed out that some of the apes used in that movie were a huge headache to deal with, and so they decided <laughs> to go in a different direction. True story. I guess I don't know. According to this website, it's a true story. <laughs> these, these actors keep throwing their poop on us during scenes. <laughs> Buffy was almost a monkey, TJ. Um, okay, very good. Uh, baseball last night. What am I supposed to take away from this, TJ? Give me the last. It, it feels lucky right now because we just lost last night. Tell me. How I should feel going you, forward you here. Tell, uh, Dallas you tell the fans and the team what I told my team after game one uh, last week of that doubleheader. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you put that game in the toilet, boys, and you flush it. Let's all flush it. Mm. And I did my arm like that. Uh, you couldn't see that on the radio just now. And one of the kids goes, You That's gave a not... flushing motion? Yeah, and the, the kid goes, That's technically not how you flush a toilet. And I go, You get what I'm saying. Just flush the game, Okay. We have actual live audio of Skip's address to the team after the game. Uh, it's TJ's fault. <laughs> oh, okay. No doubt. They're blaming it on you, TJ. Well, That's not fair. That doesn't seem not, fair. It, it seems fair to me. I'll take the blame. Now just bounce back and go get your series this weekend. So you're saying no long-term concern here. It's baseball. Move on and get the next one. I don't overreact to one game in baseball. Obviously, I'm concerned now because that's two uh, you know, midweek games in a row now that things haven't gone well. So maybe you need to look into something different pitching-wise, starting pitching-wise. There's uh, only one more left. Which one's that? The Wichita State, right? Is that the only one Wichita left? Wichita State. Yeah, that's it. <sighs> Yeah, I'm not. And I'm that's even on less a Monday after a weekend series, so that might just be may a flow who didn't right into it. Situation. Yeah, I, I don't overreact to baseball games, so no, I'm not overly concerned with that. It, it, they never play well there. Um, just bounce back. Go get your series this weekend. Now you you 
carried uh, last night into this weekend and you lose three straight this weekend and you lost Sunday's game and suddenly you're on a five-game losing streak, then yeah, then there's a lot of concern. But you come back, have a strong outing by uh, Jake Bennett on Friday, then you're right back on track. So it's kind of how I look at last night's game. Yeah, it didn't hurt them in the metrics. They lost a road game against a really high RPI team. Uh, Warren Nolan last night, I think, actually moved him up one spot. Haven't seen the official NCAA yet. It could have really helped him if they won. Could have bumped him up quite a bit, I think. But it did. they didn't win, and it didn't hurt him. It didn't send him backwards. So I think you got to put it in the missed opportunity category. I don't quite get it, but it is baseball. Like, how they're so good offensively on the weekend lately and so bad in the midweek is really puzzling. But... Hopefully it continues because they got three huge weekend series left. And thank you, TJ. Last night's game. Um, I saw a projection yesterday that had them as a two seed before the game, up to a two seed. I think there'll be some more projections that come out today, and we'll see. My guess is probably a three since they lost last night. But I think they'll still be in across the board. I think they'll still oh, be they're in. in right now. And you just got to go take care of business on the weekends. And I think the, in my mind, the same thing that we said before this game still stands. It is, at this point, important that they get to 13 wins in conference play and finish in fifth place or better. Uh, right now they're in fourth place and they're nine and six. So I think if they win four, uh, of their remaining nine conference games they're in. I hope they win way more than that, okay? They, they got a chance to contend for the title, maybe be a one or two seed here. One's going to be hard because they they don't have the tiebreaker with OSU. It's going to be hard to win the conference at this point. But you win two of three this weekend, you're right there in the hunt for maybe two seed, three seed in the Big 12 tournament. All that is still very much on the table for them. But the minimum, I think, is they got to win four of their remaining nine conference games get to 13 wins in conference play that would be an above 500 record a top half finish in the conference and then at that point i think you're in but got to play better than last night 749 we'll be back t-row and tj they cold this is the t-row in the morning show t-row in the morning show on the ref toby and tj with you all across the state of oklahoma This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Terry and Jackie Saxon, they love you. They love you so much. They're going to take the money they could take for themselves in the sale of your home and put it in your pocket with the eight ninety nine listing fee. Yeah. I would like to also say it is okay to change pitchers between innings. Go ahead. Uh, 405-361-3380 dot com. That took me a second. Then I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you now. <laughs> Uh, it's air, allowed. Air it's Comfort, allowed is what I'm Air saying. Comfort Solutions text line. By the way, the poll is out of control. The text line's out of control. Look, it's an people, out of control poll. We know. Did I take it down? Like, like, and we know the four that we listed. Like, aren't the best burgers in the world? That's not kind of where we were going with this. Like, it's more of a fast food, grab a quick burger. This isn't a Nick situation, or like we said last segment, Grandma's little place in you know whatever small town, or you know. Some restaurant that's got a great burger. We we understand that, okay? Like the one guy, like this is an atrocious list. 
Like, <laughs> 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 sorry, you're not listening to the show in the context of what we were doing the poll for. Um, this one says, what, uh, Air Comfort Solutions test line, Whataburger, not even close. Um, well, if a new generation of players want to get paid, we need to bring them all the way into reality. Let's pay them, but make them pay for all the extras. I think you brought this up a little earlier. Uh, pay for the clothing, exceptional food, all the medical treatment, make it come out of their NIL deal, and it'll go away real quick. There's no doubt. Yeah, Understanding you know, their taxes here's what, here's and stuff alone, uh, ha- being handed a home, Understanding somebody the taxes and everything on that alone. We'll get five years into it and somebody will say, you know what we should do? We should just package this and have the colleges take care of everything for the students so all they have to do is show up and play football. <laughs> and maybe we'll give them, you know, a, a these check on These kids are too young to be understanding all these responsibilities. But let's just simplify everything. That's what will happen like five, ten years down the line. Uh, fascinating conversations. The college football revolution has begun. Actually, life in general has changed immensely over the last two years. That's true. Mm. Uh, one more here. Uh, it's going to be interesting once these boosters throwing millions realize they're basically zero uh, ROI. Uh, like they do really think the pit wide receiver is going to turn USC program around in one year that he'll be there. That's a return on investment. Return on investment, yes. CJ. Uh, let's get Darla in here before the top of the hour. Good morning, Darla. Welcome to the T-Row in the Morning Show on the Ref. Darla, are you there? Is she asleep? This is troubling. Darla! Darla? Tell Darla! me! Tell me! TJ, you say it one more time. Darla! Darla! Maybe if we do it at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Darla! Darla! Uh, I'm going to have to hang up on her. I think she's gone. I think she's gone. Yeah. hope she's okay. <laughs> we gave it our best shot. She wouldn't have left the poor lady sitting there for 45 minutes. Look at I you. have a tremendous OTD for you today, TJ. Big opportunity OTD for you today coming up next hour. Plus, If you did not hear Bob Stoops on the rush talking about the state of college football, exactly what we're talking about here, we'll play that for you next hour as well. It's the T-Row in the morning show on The Ref. I'm Toby. That's TJ. We'll be back.